0: This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 54-inch. On this week's episode, we interview Michael
1: Hogan, star of the Plotzer Us commercial in UHF. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al
2: Podcast. It's
3: a podcast about Weird Al. It's
2: Dave and Ethan's inch
3: Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird it's Dave Al.
2: And Ethan's 2,000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you
1: are. I had so much fun at our first anniversary live
0: Instagram party
1: this past Friday.
0: It was a blast. I was so surprised how long that went on. I was expecting people would get tired of us after 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and we went almost two hours. <laughs> I know. We we
1: didn't even know that Instagram live had a time limit, and all of a sudden we're talking and <laughs> (laughs) We get disconnected and we're like, oh,
0: no, we got to start back
1: up because we had so many people just like interacting with us in the middle of the conversation. It was like everything went blank and we're like,
0: ah. It was so funny where it cut out because we were talking about, you know, we, we did a lot of fun stuff during the call. We showed off some collections. We answered some questions. We did trivia. And one of the trivia questions we asked. Was a really hard one that nobody had the answer to. And we were kind of teasing it, and then it cut out. So I can just imagine everyone watching is like, <laughs> oh, those darn Dave and Ethan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had trivia questions. We had some that, like, that tough one that nobody knew the answer to. But we did have a lot of ones that, you know, we threw out there and people were answering. You know, we have very smart listeners. Yeah. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And, of course, those trivia questions were written by the one, the only UH Jeff. And they were unused from when we interviewed Scott Rogowski, who was the former host of HQ. If we had more time with him, we had planned on doing some trivia questions with him. And we thought, hey, these are perfect to share with our listeners listeners and I thought that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that was a blast. Another thing that was a lot of fun was that we actually took a bunch of questions from our listeners. You know, it was very interactive the entire time you know we were showing things off from our collection we were taking questions and people were prompting us and you know telling hey what's that you know hey can you show us this i think at one point somebody wanted to see uh, the poodle hack cassette and instantly you produced it and they were really <laughs> impressed by that
0: <laughs> i was too i just happened to have seen it recently so i knew where it was <laughs> we also you know we were teasing some upcoming stuff on the podcast And we even mentioned that we had a guest coming up soon that was in UHF, and we got all sorts of guesses from people. So (laughs) I wonder who that is, Dave.
1: (laughs) He might be on this episode. I don't know. We'll have to
0: see. (laughs) Another fun thing, we brought out a list of all of our rejected podcast names.
1: Oh my god, they were so much fun to look at again. I don't think I looked at them in like over a year. yeah So I'm looking through this list and I'm like, "Oh, these are hilarious. Some of them, I got to admit, were pretty bad
0: though." Yeah. like,
1: "How did they even make the list?"
0: <laughs> but then some of our listeners were suggesting other names and they they had some good ones, but too too late. It's already Dave and Ethan's 2000 and Al podcast. Sorry.
1: Yeah, it was so much fun to get to connect with all of our listeners, and we even had some past guests show up in the chat. I know JW was there for a while, Vicky DeVries, UH Jeff stopped By, Allison Parsons. Oh, man. And we even had some people in there that I think are going to be future guests at some point.
0: Oh, totally. And we even had Jeff the Drunk from the Howard Stern Show show up at one point. So (laughs) it was a real party. You know, lots of surprises. We even let slip that there is an alternate version of our theme song that Jim West sent us. So a lot of questions came through about that. A lot of fun stuff. I I really enjoyed it. You think we should do that again, Dave? I think we should do it again. That was a lot of fun.
1: I know our listeners had a great time. A few people texted me right after it ended and said, oh, that was so much fun. I'm so glad you guys did that. So we definitely need to look into having more of these type of events.
0: Yeah, I had a few people who, you know, for whatever reason, they couldn't stay the whole time or they weren't even able to join at that time. But with Instagram, you can watch it for 24 hours. So those people were able to watch it. And they they said they loved getting to to see the whole thing. So that was really cool. I didn't know that it would be available like that. So that was an extra bonus.
1: I'm going to ask our intern, Frank, if there's a way that we can capture that video and put it up on our Patreon for people to enjoy forever.
0: Yeah, if they missed it or if they just want to watch it 100 times in a row. (laughs) and of course dave we came fully adorned you had your party hat and your noise maker we had our yankeritas and the only thing that was missing was our burrito burritos
1: well maybe for you but i had my own stash of burrito 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 burritos just off camera this week's episode brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito, Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two pound double wrapped in the quesadilla burrito, burrito. Come on down to Burrito, Burrito, and Burrito, Burrito, your burrito, burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at burrito squared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a burrito, 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 but every burrito, burrito, burrito can be burrito, burritoed.
0: Just like the ones I have. I'm glad you have a secret stash, Dave. I need to re-up my stockpile. I know that
1: our Instagram live party was big, breaking, important Al news, but believe it or not, there were actually other Al news that happened last week. What? Yes, it's true. You remember our past guest, Eric Roth, the conductor from the Strings Attached Tour? Of course. Well, he has a brand new album out. He teamed up with Sam Griffin, and his album is called the RPG National Anthem Variations.
0: You can head over to RPGNAV.Bandcamp.com. It's a digital album. You can name your price, and it's all video game music, just like the Final Fantasy shows that Eric does. So it's definitely a great thing to check out. It was just launched last week.
1: Yeah, I was listening earlier today, and it's really good. I really enjoy everything that Eric has put out. Everything I've listened to that Eric has put out, I've really enjoyed. There's some sad news to report in the music community. This past week, Little Richard passed away.
0: Yes, Al commemorated him by posting an audience video of Al and the band performing Little Richard's Tutti Frutti at the Danforth Music Hall in Toronto, Ontario on March 8th, 2018 from the ill-advised Vanity Tour. There's yet another
1: Al connection to Little Richard, and that was back in 1994 Al appeared on an episode of Wheel of
0: Fortune along with Little Richard, James Brown, and Lee Greenwood. There is a great Rolling Stone article from a few years ago where they interview Al about that episode. And Al talks about how James Brown showed up and had no idea how Wheel of Fortune worked. They said he'd never seen Wheel (laughs) of Fortune. He was so confused. They had to, like, show him about the wheel and... They ended up pairing him with Little Richard. He wasn't originally going to be in a duo, but they just they needed someone more competent to be with him. So my, <laughs> my favorite quote from the article, they have Al saying, I don't think he'd even seen Wheel of Fortune. He didn't know the basic rules of the game. And when the wheel stopped, he said, give me, give me an A. And they said to him, you have to pick a consonant when you spin the wheel. And he said, oh, uh... Europe. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic James Brown. That
1: whole episode, that is worth seeking out. It's probably somewhere up on YouTube, but it is so much fun to watch that episode because just pairing Little Richard and James Brown together, that is just pure comedy gold the entire episode.
0: And Weird Al's there. Like, you can't get any better than that, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Even if Weird Al wasn't there, I would say seek out that episode just to watch James Brown and Little Richard team up together.
0: Now, we absolutely love it when we hear from our fans, and we especially love it when they send us news. Yes, our listener, Steve Allen, He sent us a message and he pointed out that Al had posted a fan-made animated video. It is so awesome. It looks like it's professionally done. But they got a bunch of animators together and made this fan video. They got all these animators together and they made this animated Al music video.
1: Yeah, the video is so cool. There are 14 animators that worked on it and they all collaborated together to do Now That's What I Call Polka. The entire animated video. Now, we've seen the video before live in concert and it was just a live video of al splicing all the different you know actual music video together but i think this one rivals it it's really well done
0: yeah you know al's written into the music videos or these new characters are created starring al it is just it's so funny it reminds me of like ren and stimpy and you know all of those great animated music videos that al's had over the years so it is really great uh just came out this week Uh, Definitely go check that out if you haven't already. The Cole Alb. I love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great job to all
0: of the animators who worked on that. Very well done. Dave, you see this flashing light? It looks like we have a message on the 347 Spatula Hotline. Hi, guys. It's Joe Jaffa calling. I'm calling with some exciting news. The high school I went to, Crossroads
3: High School in Santa Monica, California, just announced their lineup for a fundraiser called Couchella or Rockin' Roads the other title for it. It's May 16th this weekend at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And Alice is one of the performers. Many other fun names, too, such as Mark Hamill will be there, Bill Hader, Henry Winkler, Trent Reznor, all with either who either went to the school or the kids would go to the school. So definitely check it out. Thank you, guys. I look forward to your episode this Wednesday.
0: Thank you so much to Joe for telling us about this. I went right to the website, and it is amazing. You can find information at one.org. B-I-D-P-A-L dot net slash Rock N Roads. What is so exciting is Al is not only appearing on this live
1: Rock N Roads Couchella, he's also donating an amazing prize package that they are auctioning off.
0: There's some really cool merch in there. There's a bunch of t-shirts. There's a sweatshirt. There's an old stupid tour pass. There's a signed pair of vans. Some really cool stuff. And the cherry on top is that Al
1: will appear at your next Zoom party. And you can have up to 50 guests and up to a half hour of Al's time. I mean, just think what you can do with Al on a Zoom call for a half hour. Just how (laughs) much fun would that be? I would invite
0: 49 of my best friends and we would just have a blast. I don't know if I'd invite anyone. I, You know, I'd probably bring you, I'd bring Kenneth and UH Jeff and a couple others, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd want to share it with 50 other people unless they were also kicking in on it.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing is that this is a great prize package and what I loved about it, it is valued at exactly... $2,000. Where have I seen that number before?
0: <laughs> They're copying us, Dave. And the crazy thing is, so people are bidding on it. It is an auction. But if someone wants to just snipe it and buy it now, $4,000 gets you the merch pack and the Zoom party.
1: What a deal. I'm going to start counting the coins in my couch cushion right now and see if I can get $4,000 together.
0: As of this recording, it's at $950. The next bid is 1000 I wonder what it'll go for.
1: So in addition to the great memorabilia you would get and the Zoom party, Al will also be appearing on Rock and Road's Couchella this Saturday, May 16th, which starts at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time, along with Bill Hader, Bob Saget, Ed Norton, Ewan McGregor, Henry Winkler, Jim Belushi, Kate Hudson, Laura Dern,
0: Linda Cardellini, Mark Hamill, Trent Reznor, and dozens of others. It is going to be awesome. I am so excited. I wonder if Al's going to be singing a song or if he's just going to be speaking. I really don't know, but I am excited to check out Rock and Rhodes Couchella. I love that name.
1: Not only do I love when our listeners send us information about upcoming Al events, I also love when our listeners send us actual physical items. I got a great item in the mail this week from our listener, Kenneth Gwinnip, and he sent me this super duper rare LP from the UK. It is called birdies party time and what's significant about it is that it actually has al's eat it on it and i've been looking for this album for a long time and kenneth knew that and he's like dave i have an extra copy i'm gonna send it to you (laughs) no strings attached I loved it. I was so excited when it finally came in the mail, and I opened it up, and I was looking at Oh, I just love when I get new <laughs> stuff.
0: <laughs> that is amazing that not only Kenneth found something that you don't have, but Kenneth is just the greatest. I, I love Kenneth. He is the best. We love Kenneth. He's, he's just such a special guy, and he's got an amazing Weird Al collection and wealth of knowledge all about Weird Al. And you know, Kenneth also ensures his collection with the best.
1: This week's episode is brought to you in part by the Don Ferlazo Allstate Agency in Clifton Park, New York. If you drive like crazy or about to buy you a condo, Don Ferlazzo and his team can help you with crazy good auto home and renters insurance. Plus, the Ferlazzo Agency can protect all of your super special
0: birdies party time LPs. You may think your insurance is good enough for now, but don't wait one more minute. Find the Ferlazzo All State on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or call 518 518- 278-3543 for a free quote today. The Ferlazzo Agency. We sell insurance and that's
1: all. All right, Ethan, spring is in the air and I've been doing some spring cleaning and you won't believe this but I actually found a box of stuff that I had not seen for a while and it is filled with owl stuff that I still have to catalog.
0: Whoa! So that's like Christmas almost. It was. It was so
1: cool. I opened up the box. I'm like, oh, yeah, all this stuff that I haven't seen forever. And there's some really great stuff in there. Oh, what are some of
0: your favorites?
1: Oh, well, I found not one,
0: not two, but three tour itinerary books nice i I know a thing or two about the tour itinerary so these are things that essentially when they go on tour and back in the day before we had apps and emails and that kind of thing you would print out an actual book a bound uh book of all the tour dates where the hotels are going to be the venue specs that kind of stuff and it was given to everyone in the band and the crew so those are hard to come by because there's only a finite number of people touring with the show. Right. And most of them probably keep this as memorabilia because they spend,
1: you know, pretty much several months out on the tour. So this is a big chunk of their life, a big chunk of their year, how they spend their year. So these don't hardly ever get outside of the people they were intended for. So which tours do you have there? The most recent one I have is the 2008, the Straight of Linwood tour itinerary. Mm-hmm. But I also have one from Touring with Scissors back in 1999. And this is probably my favorite one just because I love the cover on it, but this is from the 1997 Bad Hair Tour. And if you have not seen this, the cover for that tour, the image that they used actually predates The Simpsons, but it was Al and everybody in the band drawn as if they were on The Simpsons.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I know that image very well. It's also on the backstage passes from that tour.
1: So it's a coincidence that I found this book this week because just this week... The person who drew the actual artwork for the Simpsons cover, Eric Rhodes, he commented on one of our posts.
0: Yeah, he commented on our interview with Pam Ritchie. He loved it, and he said he had submitted a Simpsons-esque drawing of Al and the Band. It made it on the back cover, just like your art made it on the back cover of one of the Midnight Star issues. And from there, Al and the Band got in touch with him and hired him to draw that cover that you have in front of you dave that is so cool
1: imagine like getting hired by al to
0: be on an official <laughs> piece of weird al artwork it's so cool <laughs> and too bad they didn't make shirts or, or other stuff with that it is a really cool drawing so another
1: cool thing i found in this box do you remember back in 1996 al was on this compilation album called best of polka
0: of course yeah with frankie yankovic
1: there was this whole publicity campaign that Al was involved in, and it had Al and his parents, and Al was playing an accordion with his mom and his dad looking over his shoulder. Well, they actually had holiday gift bags at Sam Goody available, and I have one of the holiday gift bags in this box.
0: Nice. Yeah, they had the gift bags, they had the posters, and isn't there even a giant Sam Goody display of Al and his parents somewhere?
1: There is there is a giant display, and those are pretty rare, but somehow, believe it or not, I actually have one in my collection.
0: I am not surprised, Dave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's really cool about this gift bag is it has Weird Al's holiday gift list on it, printed on the actual bag itself. <laughs> and there are some really interesting items that Al asked for. Obviously, he asked for some really demented stuff like a Stan Freeberg CD, the new one that was out at the time. But he also asked for a big pile of Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. (laughs) He asked for the four CD box set of Schoolhouse Rock. He asked for 27 glow-in-the-dark Hawaiian shirts.
0: (laughs) This is sounding very similar to my Christmas wish list. (laughs) Oh, A Lifetime Supply of Wax Lips. That's definitely on your list. (laughs) You know it.
1: Malibu Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Cheese Flavored Dental
0: Floss. Of course. (laughs)
1: Oh, here's one from a previous guest of ours, Judy Tenuta's CD in Goddess We Trust.
0: (laughs) That's so awesome. And
1: this one is near and dear to me because this was actually the whole, because of the Best of Polka, that was where I actually got my uh, leg signed by Al during one of the CD signings. But he asked for a tattoo of John Tesh on his butt. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, do you have a tattoo of John Tesh on your butt? No comment. Of course, you know, he asked for the things that you always ask for. He asked for world peace and a hickey from Uma Thurman.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that that was a mass-produced printed thing at those Sam Goody stores.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to take a picture of this, and I'm going to post it over on our Facebook group, group group.2000inch.com. There's other stuff on this list that I didn't read, and it's really funny.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I've done a little bit of spring cleaning myself, Dave. I, I came across some cool things that I, I just hadn't seen in a couple years. So I have this whole set of these slides with Weird owl related pictures on them. So some of them have complete owl stuff, some are promo pictures, and I even have an original slide used for printing headshots that's held together with this red tape. And it's really cool. Wow, oh, that's really
1: cool. I don't know that I've seen anything like that before.
0: I'll have to show you next time I see you. Oh, the other thing I've found, which is really cool, is I have an unbound press copy of Al's book, My New Teacher and Me. And it is the full art, full, you know, raised printing on the cover version of the book, but it just does not have any, it doesn't have the book. <laughs> so it's like, it's a version <laughs> that you can kind of ship flat, maybe cheaper uh, to members of the press. And I found it somewhere. <laughs> over the years. So that was a cool thing to uh, come across.
1: Wow. That's something else I've never heard of. Tell me a little bit more about that. What is it? It's just like one f-
0: flat piece of paper and it just has the entire book printed on it. Yeah. It's so crazy. So it's, it's like uh, if you, when you see the hardcover book, it has like a, a dust jacket around it. So it's the right. dust jacket um, of the actual book. So it's got the embossed lettering and then inside are all of the pages from the book. But, it's not bound into a book. So it's just long pieces of paper that are folded just the way that they would be in the book, but it's just not stitched together with string and, and, and binding. So it's really interesting. I, I've never seen any book like this, let alone another one for a Weird Al book. So it's a unique find. So what you're telling me is they sent you the pieces to make your own book. Essentially, except for the, <laughs> the hard board part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, did you have anything else in that box before we head over to our interview with Michael Hogan?
1: Yeah. Now, this one is really cool. It is an ad for WeirdAlStar.com.
0: Whoa. An ad for WeirdAlStar.com?
1: What exactly does that mean? There's this event called NAMSA, which is the North American Model Horse Show Association. And back in 2006... They had this event in Lexington, Kentucky. And for the event, they printed out this itinerary, this agenda of what was happening during those three days that the event was going on. And in the event schedule, they had these advertisements. And I don't remember what happened, but I remember at some point, Jackie said that you can put an advertisement in for WeirdAlStar.com into this actual event calendar. Whoa. So so what we had is we had – um, what we had is we had one of my favorite artists, Aaron Shea. She drew a picture of Harvey the Wonderhamster sitting on a model horse, you know, like a briar horse. <laughs> and then she put some text around, it, you know, hold your horses. Al doesn't have a star yet. Weird Al Yankovic deserves a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Learn more at WeirdAlStar.com.
0: That is awesome.
1: So it's a half a page ad in this event schedule. And I'm pretty sure that unless you're a model horse collector, this is probably the only one in a Weird Al collection.
0: (laughs) Now I'm going to have to find one of those.
1: (laughs) Since this is such a rare piece, I will also take a picture of this and post this over on our Facebook group
0: (laughs) as well. Now, I am so excited to get into our interview with Michael Hogan. Uh, We found him on Twitter. He actually participated in the UHF live watch that our friend Jeff McClellan put together. And I saw him posting and I saw that he was in the film. So I'm so excited for us to check out this interview. We love to
3: talk to people that are in the movie, UHF, and the gentleman that we have on the line right now, he was in the movie for all of eight seconds, but it was probably one of the most memorable scenes in the movie. This is that scene with the cemetery, the plots are us. He's uncredited in the movie, but he is the son in cemetery as the official casting name that he was given. Please welcome to our program, Michael Hogan. Hi, Michael.
0: Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad that you made time to chat with us. Absolutely. I'm
2: really kind of looking forward to doing this bit of walk down memory lane, as yeah. it
0: were. <laughs> so how did you get involved with the filming of UHF?
2: Uh, at the time, uh, it was the summer of 1988, and I was a junior at the University of Tulsa, you know, just down the road, um, from a lot of the filming locations, including the cemetery. And I saw the the... Some of the advertisements for a casting call, um, they had, um, uh, what, they, what they advertised was for silly acts. Uh, and it was, uh, it, the, the auditions took place at the Kensington Galleria, which is where um, a lot of the other part of the film was, uh, was made. And I stood in line. Uh, there were about 100 people or so that showed up that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I turned out to be right behind the guy who sang upside down between two chairs with his ukulele. (laughs) Can't remember what his name was, but, uh, he, he, he went on right before me. So that was just a little intimidating. (laughs) Um, he was so good and obviously, you know, he made it in the movie, um, uh, my my claim to fame for for that little audition was the world champion fastest Twister player, and I brought a a, a board the board game Twister, um, <laughs> and 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 just and spun the, spun the dial and then. Played a game of Twister right there in
3: front of the casting. <laughs> <room>. <laughs> um, now what makes it the world's fastest game of Twister? How does it become how do you get the champion at being the fastest Twister player?
2: Um, you know, if if I recall correctly, I I spun the 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 dial three times and then fell. It took all of about thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You know, it left an so, impression on them obviously <laughs> uh yeah yeah
2: um and the i then got a call about a week later um on my answering machine it, 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 again this is the kind of thing where you wish you'd kept it right um but it was one of those old digital things and and lost the time but they uh Said, you know, and, and it was the, the voice message, the casting director saying they wanted me to be the son in the cemetery <laughs> and, and, and that they would send me some paperwork. So um, I guess a couple of weeks I, later, I got the, the paperwork to fill out and um, it included a time, date and place to be, um, which happened to be a makeup and costume trailer just outside the house. Where they were, I um, guess, filming the family running to get in the,
3: into the car for the Spatula City commercial. Oh, cool! Did you get to actually watch any of the Spatula City commercial being filmed? Yes, that
2: was that was the one thing that we got to see. We got to watch several takes of them running from the house to get into the car and drive off. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. <laughs> so, and of course, I didn't know what I was watching at the time until we saw the movie, and it's like, oh. I know
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: we did that. Um, after you know, we got our costume and makeup. We then uh, it was both me and and my quote mom. I honestly can't remember her name. It, you know, I met her right then. Um, so that wasn't not your
3: real mother. That was. Oh no!
2: Missing with you. No. Okay. no, she was. She was. She was really old enough to be my grandmother at the time. Um. Well, did the so
3: audition as well for the Twister part? <laughs> no, I,
2: I I had never I had never met her before that day. Okay, <laughs> she just introduced they, they they introduced me and said, "Here's your mom," and we're gonna head over to the head over to uh, the cemetery. Um, and we got out, and they had the track laid out for the um, for the camera, and a starting point and an ending point, and said, "Just walk from here to here." And console your mom. <laughs> That's, you know, we we did maybe four or five different takes. Um, got driven back to the, the trailer to uh, change our clothes, and and that was it. Wow. I said thanks very much, <laughs> and have a nice day.
3: <laughs> now the clothes that you wore were those those clothes that were provided to you, or were those your actual suit?
2: Yes, no, they they fitted me for the jacket and the pants and the shirt and tie. And yeah, that was, that was all costuming. I didn't have to, to wear, I guess, any of my own clothes. Um, I can't remember what I wore that day there, but uh, the, and then I guess maybe a month or so later, I got a a check for a whopping 45 bucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So so that's, that's, that's the story. That's so amazing. I, I, I love that. So you know I'm curious who was around you know during the casting session during the filming did you see al did you see jay levy was there anyone I, else you recognized
2: i I never saw i never saw or got to meet al i, I kind of wish I had um, and if if uh, mr levy was around you know junior and college um that's not the not the, it's not somebody that I probably would have recognized right off the bat even if I'd been standing next to him
0: Right. Okay. Uh,
2: I was just I was just kind of enthralled to have have, have been called back um, and and invited to participate in this in this thing. It was uh, I I
0: probably told everybody that I encountered on campus.
2: Hey, you're going to be in this movie. You're going to have to come see it. Uh,
0: Did you have any idea that it was UHF for Weird Al's movie at the time, or was it just Hey, you're going to be in a movie? Uh, no, I, I knew it was, it
2: was, it was advertised as, as Weird Al's movie Oh, cool. and, and at the time. So, yeah, they were, they did a number of, uh, well, as, as you know, they, they, they had a number of, of calls out to the community to, Hey, come participate in this or that. Um, one of the other things that I actually did participate in was the, the run-up to the spatula city storefront. Okay. Um, I, I have looked at that footage so many times to see if I could find my head, <laughs> um, or even even recognize. Because I had a I had a, a car at the time. It was a great car. It was a 1973 uh, custom cruiser Oldsmobile station wagon um, that had the had the back that, that opened up like the Starship Enterprise bay doors,
0: um,
2: and and they 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 put out that call to to come park your old car in the parking lot of the spatula city lot and i mean I, I i managed to get it into the lot but it was pretty far back so it, I, it didn't make it into the shop uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's there in our hearts at
2: least yes yes and i i absolutely know i was there yes
3: <laughs> how long did the entire shoot take like was it a full day shoot was it a half a day, a, an hour? How, how long would you estimate it took for the entire shoot?
2: Yeah, I would say I was there for um, a whole three hours. So I think I, I made 15 bucks an hour.
0: <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah.
2: Well, hey, at the time, it was awesome.
0: 1988, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so was, was there any kind of a premiere or, you know, even a local screening of, of UHF? Uh, yes. And I, I was at
2: that first showing, uh, um, wow. there were, there were a number of us, um, that, uh, snagged tickets, um, and, and were able to go and, and saw the, saw the, the, the first show of it. And there were maybe five <laughs> or six of us. Um, and, and, you know, various and sundry people who were part of the movie were there. Um, I, I don't, remember Al or, or Mr. Levy being there. Um but you know every every once in a while you know amidst all the other laughs you would hear this tumultuous cheer from a different part of the crowd right
0: right <laughs> as, they, as they saw
2: themselves on screen or they recognized something um, and and then of course my little group got got a sufficient cheer for my little eight seconds
0: too <laughs> that's so
3: yeah so how did your friends react when they saw you up on the screen
2: it was i i we were all just I was kind of dumbfounded. I never thought I'd see myself up on a, on a movie <laughs> screen that large. Um, and, and then to, and, and, and the, to think that it was just me and this other person, there's absolutely no mistaking that it's me. Um, right. You know, right. usually, usually um, crowd crowd shots or, or scenes with extras or even uncredited people, you know, it's it's like you're you're squinting at this at the screen even as large as it is, is and and is is that me? And it's like okay, well I was one of only
0: two live people in that shot. <laughs> so, now, had you ever been to that cemetery before?
2: Uh, no, no, I have no relatives there. Um, I, I've driven by it many times, mm-hmm. um, but you know, no. Other than that, that was the only time that
0: I've, I've ever set foot in that cemetery. Oh, so you've never even gone back and trying to recreate it or anything?
2: What? No, yeah, I take that back. Um, my uh, aunt and uncle had had uh, their fiftieth anniversary um, wedding celebration at the Firemen's Museum, which is you know a stone's throw from this location. Oh, okay. It's it's um, from the perspective of the shot, it's behind the camera. It's this little historic fire call building that the city of Tulsa. Used to um, send out you know, calls for the firemen's association all over Tulsa, and it, mm. they turned it into a museum now. But uh, that was that was the most recent. I think that was it was two years ago now. That uh, we were back at that location. And we, I mean, it was right right next to the cemetery, and so yeah, I I, I went out and, and tried to tried to find the, the those those <laughs>
3: headstones. Oh, that's so cool. So, Michael, the name Sorry. of the cemetery, according to my records, is Oak Long Cemetery, and that mm-hmm. is at East 11th Street in Tulsa, yes. and like you said, that, that little section off to the side near the Tulsa Fire Museum is where the scene was shot. Now, back in 2013, for the 25th anniversary of uhf my friend vicky and i we went out to tulsa and we tried to find as many locations as we could where uhf was shot and we actually went to this cemetery and we we wanted to make sure we found the exact spot it was so Uh we we drove around that cemetery for i'm not kidding for 15 minutes looking for (laughs) to see if we could find where it was and we knew we had to look for like we had this this um, guy that we were using and the guy we were using was still picture from the movie of you and her mother <laughs> walking through the cemetery. And there Got were it. three gravestones in there. And my friend Vicky and I, we drove around looking for those gravestones. We said, right, there's a flat stone next to a rounded stone and uh-huh. there's an urn behind it. And we drove uh-huh. around and we couldn't find it for the longest time. And then what happened was, Vicky kind of spotted an urn and said, I think it's over there, but the, the stones don't line up. And what had happened is I got out of the car. I looked at it. I said, that's got to be it, but it's missing a stone. And what happened was one of the stones had fallen over. Oh, so I actually uprighted the stone. I couldn't get it back on the pedestal. It was way too heavy. and It was raining that day. And I didn't want to you know, risk going to the hospital for <laughs> that. But right. I uprighted the stone. And I looked at the picture of you and your mother walking the cemetery. I said, that is it. And I took an exact picture, and I'm going to send it to you after, oh, this, cool. uh, we get off, after this episode. I'm going to send it to you. And you can see that I'm standing in the exact same spot that you and your mother are standing. And I'm just so happy I had that shot. And I'm so happy that I get to talk to you, the person <laughs> who, I, who I stared at for 15 minutes in the car,
0: trying to figure out <laughs> yeah.
3: where,
0: where this scene was shot in the cemetery. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Michael, I will say I do stare at pictures of you in my car, but I have not been to that cemetery. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, that's comforting. Thank you. you know, what what's really surprising about that, Dave, is that there were real uh tombstones. Like I I guess I would have thought that it would oh, yeah. be props or uh but no, so it was legit, the actual graveyard and the actual tombstones.
2: Yeah, and and what what you can't see is that we're having to step very gingerly over some of those um, headstones that are the the kind that sit flat in the ground
0: mm, mm-hmm.
2: so bef- before i guess before the scene began and just after it ended we we kind of did did a little lunge over a couple of of uh graves that were there and it's like okay this is just a little weird <laughs> right <laughs> but then again it goes with the movie it's yeah it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just keeping that in my mind's eyes is is, is just it still boggles me today
0: now, I think the one question that uh, all of our listeners uh, must know was there uh-huh. a complimentary salad bar? At the <laughs> <shoot>? <laughs> I,
2: I I wish I, it was it was lunchtime when we shot it. So yeah, I was I was I was hungry, but there 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 was no no food truck around. Oh, okay, and, and didn't offer us anything. Not even yeah, not even a bowl for a salad. Right.
0: So. <laughs> oh, that's so great.
3: Now all these years later, you made forty-five dollars on this shoe. Do you get yeah. any kind of residual checks or anything? Oh, good lord, no. <laughs> <Okay>. no. <laughs> so was no. a one-time deal. Forty-five dollars. That's it. Yep. To get
2: out of here. <laughs> yep. That was, and I, it was probably part of the paperwork that I had to sign. That that you know the understanding that this is a one-time deal and and all of the legalese that goes with that. Do you still have that paperwork with you? No, uh, it was something that I had to turn in. I couldn't keep, and and of course you 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 don't think to make a copy of it for yourself. Mm. Um, I, I don't even remember how many pages there were, um, but there were <laughs> there were enough to to tell me okay I'm uh, I'm I'm going to get paid
3: once. Do You have any memorabilia or anything that you kept from the shoot uh, that day? No, I had to turn in all the clothes.
2: Um, and really really all I uh, all the only memorabilia that I have are my memories it's it's very cool to to be able to you know every once in a while it'll be shown on 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 a uh, one of the local tv stations down here in Dallas and, Mm and I always will when I come across it I can always tell whether my scene has happened or not because this is one of those kind of pivotal moments in the movie where it changes from, oh my goodness, what's going on, to, okay, this is going to be a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, and I think and I think the you know the if you, if you want to take the metaphor even a little further, the the that scene in the cemetery was um, U62 dying and giving rebirth.
0: <laughs> I guess I never thought about it that uh, that deeply. Well, I've, I've I've had a few years. To think about it. <laughs> and so it's safe to say you've seen the film again since it was oh, released. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes,
2: I have. I have my own DVD.
0: Yeah. Okay. You paid forty five dollars for. <laughs> uh, thankfully, no, I didn't have no, to. Okay. <laughs>
3: so you have a copy of the movie on dvd now how often do you show it to your friends and family because if i was in the movie uhf i would be showing it every single night at my house I <laughs> in the
2: no it, it comes out on special occasions and and every once in a while you know i've got eight nieces and nephews and um when they're old enough to to, to understand it you know four or five years old you know, just to say, here's your uncle in a movie. Yeah, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 trot it out for that, of course. Um, and, and 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 then you know, if, you know, I meet and get to know some folks, and and eventually the 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 conversation will will roll around to you know. So, what movies do you like? <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs>
2: So it's, 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 and it's also one of those, one one of those fun things at, at work whenever they have, have one of those sheets that, you know, you get to know, get to know your coworkers. And, and so I can, I, my, my, I can always put in, you know, I, I have eight seconds of fame
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it'll blow some people's minds and other people are like,
3: okay. <laughs> It definitely blows our mind because that is such an honor to be anywhere in that movie, even for eight seconds. Well, Um, again, it's, it's, it's so
2: cool to, to talk with y'all about this. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun.
3: And well, Michael, I have one last question I want to ask you. Okay. And that is, is it's going to get a little personal. I hope you don't mind, but when the time comes, have you pre-made any arrangements to have, That cemetery be your final
0: resting spot? (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) or not yet. (laughs) Mm. I'm gonna
2: guess. I'm I'm gonna say no, personally, but you know, you never know. I may not have
3: a choice. Oh, thank you, Michael. This has been a blast. It's been so much fun to talk to you. And it's such an iconic scene in the movie. I'm so glad that you had a wonderful experience that day.
2: I I am too. I'm, I really appreciate you guys for what you do and, and, and the fun that you have doing it.
1: Oh, it was so great to talk to Michael Hogan. What do you think about that part where he says that he thinks the cemetery scene is a metaphor for U-62
0: dying and being reborn? I think he is looking into it way too deeply. <laughs> I think he's brought new meaning to that scene because he watches that scene closer than anyone else on Earth, except maybe the woman who played his mother. So I think he's just trying to to seem more important in the film. <laughs> I would totally do if that was me, but, you know, it does make me think, you know, are there other things that we need to think about more deeply in UHF? What are these hidden messages? What are these, you know, unanswered questions? Well, you know, I've always
1: wondered is that, you know, Stanley gets his old mop back. What happened to his new mop?
0: Does he start using both of them? That's a great question. You know, maybe the mop symbolizes a metaphor for mops. I think we need to interview the mop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We will get our intern Frank right on that. He will try to track down that mop and we will make sure
0: we interview that mop once he tracks it down. I look forward to that riveting, (laughs) riveting interview. And another interview we have to look forward to. This is just a tease. We do speak to someone coming up in year two in the next couple months who gives us some insights on UHF casting, and specifically Michael Richards, as well as some other really fun scenes in the movie. And all that information was news to me, so I think our listeners are going to love that. So that's coming up sometime in the future. Just a little tease for you. I'm looking forward to
1: sharing all those insights with you, our listeners. And you know what? Each week we can bring you this podcast absolutely free thanks to sponsors like Don Forlazzo Allstate and Burrito Burrito and all of our amazing Patreon supporters like Jackson, Joe, and our two newest members to our Patreon family joining just this month, Vicki and Spencer, and so many more great supporters over at patreon.com slash
0: 2000inch. Patreon helps us pay the bills and it ensures that we can continue doing what we love and what you love, and that's making fun, family-friendly, entertaining Weird Al podcasts for the world!
1: So please join us in thanking all of our supporters over on patreon.com 2000inch for making this podcast possible. And please consider joining our Patreon family. You can join for as little as $1 per month. And
0: another way to support the podcast is by purchasing merchandise from the official Dave and Ethan 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast shop. Head over to shop.2000inch.com for great items like a Gill and Chill t shirt, which I showed off in our Instagram live last week, and many other awesome items. I'm so excited to finally get my Gill and Chill beach towel.
1: <laughs> thanks again to Michael Hogan and to all of our listeners, all of our subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors. And thanks to everyone who follows us at 2000
0: inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to join our Facebook group. If you haven't already by heading to group2000 inch.com. And when you're posting online tag fun, Al or podcast related posts on social media by using hashtag 2000 inch and hashtag hashtag gill and chill find us online
1: at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com and remember to share our posts and tell
0: your friends about the podcast and we love it when you leave us messages to play on the air at our 27 hour a day podcast hotline 347 spatula just like joe did this week we love it when you let us know about upcoming al news anything Al related, or if you've been to a concert or you see something and you just want to let us know, we may even play it on the air. If you're doing some spring
1: cleaning and come across a great Weird Al item, give us a call 347-SPATULA and let us know what you found. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. The only way to make sure you do not miss a single episode is if you subscribe.
0: All right, Dave, we got to head out now. We got to go play the world's second fastest game of Twister.
1: Oh, I'll help. That was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, episode 54 in. Yeah, well, Milton Bradley's got a deaf one. It's a twister, 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 twister. Yeah, all the girls and homeboys playing twister, 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 twister. Spin the spinner and call the shot. Twister ties you up in a knot. That's twister. Yeah, twister. Check it. Right foot blue. Right foot blue. Left hand red. Left hand red. Left, right, yellow, blue, green. Yeah, twister. Now everybody's chillin' with the twister, twister. Wherever things are illin', you'll find twister, twister, twister. That's twister, yeah, twister.
3: Yeah, buddy, you gotta get it, yeah, twister. From MB.